It's the Business and Barter Show. Hi, I'm Mike, and there is your host and the guy from iTex that everybody looks to to make a trade, Mike Muzzin. How's it going, buddy? God's gr- I'm doing well. It's been a great few days since our last show, and uh, it's been a busy, busy few days as well. So it's uh, great to get back here and get on the show. I do. Uh, you, do you mind if I share a little bit of behind the scenes uh, with regard to this show? Sure. I, uh, I, feel some, I feel sometimes that as business guys and friends, before we ever get to air, what we should do is uh, promote the show with a behind the scenes chat about the show. I think it's a great idea. Because it's like therapy for both of us, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. Nice. It's, it's, uh, I mean, there's no couches in here, but yeah, I get it. Well, there's one in the next room. If you want, we can move yeah, the show yeah. in there. You can <laughs> just lay back and we'll talk about where all this started to make you feel like that. We could uh, do that. Uh, lots to get to in the program today. We'll talk about what is coming up in the holiday season. I want to touch on the uh, the uh, all-encompassing, all, uh, all companies Christmas party, because a couple of questions came in about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's do it. I have uh, a, a barter story of my own, an iTech story that I'd like to share. All right. I want to I hear that. And uh, I think we'll kick things off with letting people know a little bit about where they can reach you. Mike Muzzin, iTech Canada, the best barter company in the country. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, I know we... Uh you know, we're, we're working hard every day to make things bigger and better all the time here at iTex. And you can find us all the time on social media and any of our social media platforms. Anything that we receive either comes to me or comes to our marketing team. Um, in addition to that, you can reach us by email. Uh, reach me by email, michael.muzzin at itex.net or uh, cell phone, 416-898-5604. Uh, do you know what a Visco girl is? I do. What is that again? Well, um, uh, they're hydro flask carrying, uh, turtle saving, um, a gaggle of well-meaning girls. So on the weekend, I freaked my daughter right out by pretending all weekend that I was a Visco girl. Look it up. It makes you seem like a superhero of pop culture with your kids. And they'll, if you have daughters, I promise you, they'll never stop laughing. I did look that up about three or four weeks ago. And I can't remember why I did, but uh, but it was one of those things that I had heard about. So yeah, I checked and and just googled it, looked at it. Yeah, yeah. and there's like a whole definition for it. Yeah, they make this S K S K S K, and then they they do this thing. Uh, I, and I oop when you make a mistake. <laughs> and I oop, and so I've been freaking my daughter out with that for the last three days. Nothing like uh, lingo. Nothing te- like lingo. She's like, "Who is telling you all this? I am not a Visco girl." And then she sent me a note last night. Do you have your hydro flask? And I'm like, yeah, I'm putting stickers on it now. She goes, come on. How do you know all this? Anyway, uh, but it it is a bit of a segue. uh, That dumb story that I just did about being a Visco girl right there. I apologize. It does kind of segue us a little bit, Mike, into a discussion that we are having because I've got, you've got young kids in school and I have kids that are just getting through the other end of it. uh, Three of them in university. And we both have a perspective on the education system that maybe this, uh, in most business shows, you wouldn't discuss, but it's concerned dads in business. Uh, I think we keep an eye on this, just like anybody else would. And we made some observations just before the show. I thought it'd be fun to share those. Well, you know, it's funny. I think when you're in business and you look at the education system, you, you know, in, in business and when you're, when you're in a position where you're, you're in a decision making or you're analyzing, you're looking at not only your business, but other things in life, whether it's politics, sports, education, and so on. So lately, I've been look, thinking and looking a lot more at education because I have my kids sort of going through in grade two and in JK. And, and, and not much has changed. 
uh, from probably you or I when we were in school at the same ages and grades. But to me, that's also part of the problem and just how outdated and how yeah. it's not, and it's not even the teacher's fault in a lot of ways. It's, it's, oh, the, it's a curriculum. That's it's the curriculum out, builder. Yeah. yeah. It's the curriculum builder. It's the, it's the people who are, who are creating these paths for our children. And in so many ways, they're so out of date. I mean, the, like even just having summers off, yeah, you know, and now it would be a complete, uh, disaster for teachers in terms of, you know, their, I guess their contractual obligations or, or, benefits, I guess I should say, with regards to having summers off. But the reality is, is that those things were created or different parts of the curriculum were created for, for a different time in, in human history. Well, yeah. For example, <laughs> summer was when everybody had to make some effort on the farm. I was or, just going to say on the you farm. Had, you had to make hay while the sun shone. That's right. Uh, yeah. And, and it's funny that you say that even the age at which kids start school has changed because of our needs as a society. You know, back in the day, you went to a local schoolhouse. Both parents were working from the working farm or in the local business in town. And, and uh, everybody was kind of home at the same time. Now we've got this situation where people are leaving earlier for work and getting home later. And there's a, a, a daycare and childcare aspect to it. Sure. Yeah. Before school care, after school care, uh, PA days, uh, all kinds of different, you know, aspects to the day to day. But, but then on top of that, you have different components. I mean, math is its own universal language, so that's never going to change, but there's other aspects. How it's taught could change. That's I found right. it very difficult, frankly. I, I found it so abstract to learn math the way that I did. And then I watched how the, my kids are learning it. Not much different, man. A lot of memorizing formulas that don't add up to anything in your day-to-day life. In terms of when you, if you were to say, if you were to com- complete it, yeah. like if you were to complete, yeah. your, say, say your schooling. Well, I'm just saying if, if in, in, in math, for example, I don't think it's become any easier. Although I know, I noticed that with language learning, they've added a component of sign language and using gesturing to yeah, that's like things like that are cool. I think there's been little modifications and right. little improvement. And I, even though, you know, there's not a uh, a big application, for example, for sign language, it's still a worthwhile one. I mean, that's great. I mean, that, well, I think that's what fantastic. they're using now. They're using sign language with French so that phrases mean something with gestures that are created with it. Um, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. It is. And it works. Uh, apparently it works really well. I've watched, you know, th- all three of my kids went through that process. Um, you're right. Small adaptations have happened, but overall, the way that we teach our kids and the way that we create a system for them, it's, it's easy to exclude so many students from that, uh, from benefiting. Yeah. Not only that, but one of my biggest contentions I have with it is, is that the, the curriculum year to year or grade to grade really in a lot of ways caters to the lower portion of say the class. So, you know, it's not as customized as it should be. And then of course people are going to point to, well, budgetary limitations or restrictions, or we don't have the the facilities or we don't have, but, but that's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, there's still a failure on a day-to-day level or on a year-to-year level that this is what's happening. And what the, my issue with it at the very core is that potential is not being realized. And I think it comes from my business background is that you're, when you see potential not being fulfilled and when you see those gaps or you see the, those missed opportunities, um, you just, you focus on it. You're like, man, that could be so much better. So, you know, now, now I'm doing a little bit of that at home, Yeah. but I'm running my own businesses. I don't have time to sit here and, 
and coddle and cater and add so much more to my kids' plate because they're being taught a curriculum that's a lot for them to take in. Well, you know, you and I talked before the show, and I have this theory that from junior kindergarten right through to the very end of your education, which is if you followed it right through every step, all the way through university to your master's, beyond your master's, you would then get a PhD. At that point, you are a teacher. So you started in junior kindergarten, and the end result of your, your education is no matter what you do, you can have a PhD and do many things. But the likelihood is with a PhD, you're going to do what? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to basically teach the, the expertise that you've created or that you've, that you've learned right. over the you're, years. You're going to become a teacher. You're going to become a teacher so and teach our, that back. Our yeah. school system takes you from junior kindergarten right through to becoming a teacher. Yeah. which yeah. is a small percentage of the population, although we could use many more based on class sizes. But my point is this, if the education system is targeted at making people teachers in the end, how do we ever get doctors and engineers? And I mean, it's almost like we defy the system every time somebody's successful it, with it. The reality is, and I, and I completely understand what you're saying, the reality is, is that it should be completely overhauled. It should be updated, yeah. modernized. I'm not talking about sex ed. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, the push for um, physical activity. I'm just talking about a complete overhaul. It's so difficult. And then once again, uh, you get a government in for four years at a stretch. They put a, a minister of education in. You can only make really chip at it kind of strides. You know what I mean? There's really, it's so... And there's, there's pushback from opposition. I mean, it's just, class it's just this sizes, endless battle. Class sizes are impossible. I, as a radio guy, I would go to high schools and, and uh, elementary schools in York Region. Mike, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how many classes had standing room only for the students. I mean, and not a small amount of students, like 15, 20 students would be standing in a classroom while the rest of the desks were full. Not enough chairs, not You're enough desks. those were their dedicated classes and they're standing? And they're standing in them. How is that even possible? It is, and it's happening. And it's happening not just here in, 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 in our province. It's happening across Canada and probably more severely as you get to the outskirts where there's higher populations. Wow. So, you know, you get to Timmins. I would love to know what the, the class sizes are like there. So the teachers are so stressed. They've got a standing room only audience that they're trying to educate and try to keep a one-on-one -on -one relationship. There's no way that they can even know the students that are in these classrooms. So yeah. that, but, that but challenge are, is huge. But are you talking more in the high school level? Or are you talking in the grade school? Level? Uh, I, I mean, uh, middle and high school. Wow. Uh, one of the middle schools, I, I, I was, was not a, I was not aware of that. No, it, it was stunning to me. Uh, and I even, I spent most of the time in that one class that sticks out in my mind was in Maple, Ontario. Uh, and I, I spent most of the time asking the students questions like, how are you doing this? Who gets to, do you, do you guys yeah, race it's almost here like a like a lottery? Uh... They were talking about how they've had to become kind to one another just to let each other have turns. Wow, and maybe, then, maybe that's part of the intention. Well, if 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 it was, and how, sorry, how old? Great. Uh, I'm going to say you know 13, 13 years old. So so is that like grade uh, eight or nine? Grade nine. Grade nine. Yeah, grade eight, grade nine. Yeah. Wow. That's and that, and that's a, that's a really tough time for a student uh, because you've just gotten into high school or you're just leaving middle school to high school. It's already stressful. You've got exams at that time in your life. Puberty uh, or, or sort of those. Yeah, there's first, puberty yeah. <laughs> for going on. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, the education system seems archaic up against the backdrop of who we are as a society now. Yeah, but the, and one of the fundamental problems is, is that you have this, you use the term archaic, you have an archaic infrastructure 
that supports it or lack or lack thereof, lack thereof yeah. um, you know, that, that cre that it's helping create these problems in a lot of ways. Like it's almost like somebody needs to come in with a fresh set of eyes just to address this and, and give a sort of an analysis or, or, or an audit of the situation because people are so blindly involved in the day-to-day -day system of this, this huge machine that, uh, that is chugging along at say, I don't know if this is the best analogy, but say at 10 miles an hour when it could be going 50 miles an hour and functioning so much better. Uh, yeah, I would agree. And I don't think that there's a person among us that wouldn't like to update the education. First of all, the educators, they would love more than anything, I think, to bring it into the new millennium. Um, they would, but if they, I think they would, I think I want to believe that they would. Yeah. But I think if they said, hey, look, by the way, a lot of those benefits of the time off that you receive, uh, those are going to go away. Yeah. And I think that they would then. It's already back. happening. I mean, I, I have a niece and uh, two nephews that attend a school where they go all year round. Right. And they have like several weeks off a year. Right. But it. Little breaks, you know. But it goes all year round. Like yeah, they're, but they're, that's the best way. The, you know what? so obvious. You know, it's so weird. I thought, okay, these kids are going to have a, uh, they're going to be terribly affected by not having uh, the summer. No, they get uh, three weeks throughout the summer. Right. The, the family can actually plan to be together. Know that they've uh, got to take that time off that, you know, you can actually accommodate being off a few days every time your kids got a week off throughout the entire year. And during the summer, they get a nice little break. And you know what I noticed? The kids enjoyed their summer more. Oh, for sure. Because, because it, first of all, it doesn't seem nine weeks long. Yeah. It's a shorter stretch and you appreciate that little break. You know what else I noticed? The difference in age over the summer with kids, it changes at uh, advantage. Oh, that kid grew nine inches this summer. You know, you've only got two weeks off. That difference isn't notable. That person maintains their status and their personality and, and there's no perception difference from having had a gap of time away from them. Great point. Where they changed. Interesting. Especially as kids, right? So I, I noticed that as well. It just seems to work better. And I think even the teachers like it more because they're not cramming. They're not right. cramming to meet, uh, get the curriculum in in time. They're able to plan it out. They've got a more focused student. Right. Yeah, you know, I could totally see that. By the way, nine inches in one summer would be very impressive. That's like almost a foot taller in a summer. It, I guarantee you it happens. I had a, one of my, my, young, my eldest kid, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. He, he had like, uh, it, it was an issue. How tall is he now? Uh, how tall are you? I'm 6'2". I'm going to say he's probably 6'2". All right. I'm going to say he's about 6'2". Big boy. He's a big, a big, scrawny kid. He was sitting next to me at dinner poking me last night. I was, I wanted to get him back, but then I look at the size of him. I'm like, ah, just take the poking. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to so he'll take you down. Yeah, he'll take me down. Uh, but he did that, that huge growth over one summer where he went back to school and he was like, what happened to you? And it was over a summertime. Wow. Yeah. So, and you know, I, you probably wouldn't notice the other six inches that he grew throughout the year or whatever the case is, uh, because he was among friends and it was just happening before their eyes. So there was this summer off thing, I think will be the first thing to go. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how, or even when it would even occur. I, I want to believe it, you know, it should happen soon, but I don't know if it'll happen soon. I mean, it's such a machine that... Yeah. You know, there's something almost needs to, you know, I don't even know what would stop it or what would change it. Of all of the episodes we've done, this one will get the most response with people with their suggestions and complaints. Yeah, because send them in because I'd love to hear them. We've got them too. I mean, like this came from us saying, you literally have little kids and I got big kids. 
And as and, and one of my big kids is headed toward being a teacher, by the way. So and right. it, and, and so I wonder what the, the, the future looks like for him. You know, on that note, not that this was part of the discussion today. I don't know if you heard this yet, but um, cell phones are now banned in schools. As of today. As yeah. of today. Yeah. Well, probably as of November 1st, but nobody Do you want my reaction school. to that? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. What? Yeah. They weren't, they <laughs> right. weren't banned before this? <laughs> no, right. What the fuck? How the G... I know. Come I on. Know. Apparently, there's going to be some exceptions... Uh, or portions thereof, like uh, for medical purposes or for emergency purposes. But I don't know how you would. It's such a such a gray area. How no. do you decipher? No, uh, sir. Phones? I'm having I'm having an issue. What, what's your issue? I'm having medical issues, so I need my phone. I need Wi-Fi. And I'm, and I'm so instead I'm up, I'm updating my Insta. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, that's honestly, the medical issue. This ban is only a decade late. Late. Yeah, in my opinion, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, it w- this is going to reduce. This is my opinion. You tell me what you think. This is going to reduce bullying in the school because it can't be as instantaneous. By the time your kids get pissed off and they bloop, off goes the tweet, out goes the bullying, up goes the Facebook or the the uh, Snapchat. You got your Snapchat. Snap, snap. And it's, it's instantaneous based on emotion. Listen, I've had teenagers and, uh, and uh, you know, middle school, schoolers and young adults in, in my midst. In 20 minutes, they forgot what they were mad about. Trust me, it's better that they wait till they get home to get access to the internet. Yeah. And and, and, and just to round things up, let, let's be honest. The internet needs to play a better, more integral role in day-to-day education of our youth. So that they know what it's good for. So that they can extrapolate from it what they need to. Absolutely. And extract And, and become experts in it. Because, yes. Because the reality is, is that they're, when they're out there and they run, they, they set foot in the job world and in, in the job hunting world. Yeah. Uh, they, that expertise needs to shine through. Yeah. Right. And in, and in, a, in an applicable manner, and it may not even be something on a local level. When I say local, I mean, Ontario or Canada, it needs to be applicable on a global level. Hey, how about that? We wait till college to teach uh, trigonometry and advanced calculus and shit. How about that? How about in high school, we learn how to uh, keep our credit good. We learn about real estate so and mortgage. Like, actually, if I really want to do math at that level, that it frustrates me, you know, in high school, and I love it, and it's challenging for me. I'll take it in university, but really, there's a, a, a there's something to be said for being taught to be an adult. Yeah, a hundred percent. Any of those, even I, I didn't even know it was gone, but I didn't know home ec was no longer. Uh, a course that was offered in high school. Well, how about this? When I was in high school, you took home ec or shop. Right. What? Yeah, like those should be, those should be um, the opposite of elective. What is it called? I, I think that they should be uh, mandatory. Mandatory. There you go. What are they those called? should no, be mandatory. And elective and... I know. I, I'm just missing the word, but mandatory is the same. But at the end of the day, those should be mandatory courses on, on probably, quite frankly, a year-to-year level that changes in terms of what's being taught year to year. But any of those applicate, any of those real world applications, I remember in high school, I took a, a finance course and we just touched a little bit on real life application of just day-to-day finance. Oh yeah. But that should be... It should, I just wrote it down. Personal finance is the number one thing. Oh, man. People should be taught about, exactly to your point earlier about their credit, their credit score, yeah. how they get it. How does real um, estate work? More, what? Are, 
mortgages, well, yeah. TFSAs, RRSPs, RESPs, that should all be taught on a high school. Absolutely. And it should be updated when the tax laws and the... Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and you would engage kids in that by actually getting them to use their own funds to do it. I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, it's... Well, you and I both know we use the Pythagorean theorem every day. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> using it right now to wrap up the show. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, by the way. Uh, I'm uh, Mike Wixon. That's Mike Muzzin. It's his show because, uh, for goodness sake, he's the head of iTex Canada. Well, could you just give me a couple of seconds on what you guys do? Because I feel like we went off track, and I just want to wrap No, wrap I think this around. was a, a really good constructive discussion and topic for the show. I think it was... Uh, in, in some respects, it was overdue, and I think it's a great topic for a lot of people out there. Now, if people want to get their thoughts to you or uh, talk more about uh, Barter, where can they do that? Yeah, they can certainly talk to us anytime about Barter. That's what we're experts in. Uh, so anything related to iTex and social media platforms, you can reach us uh, for iTex Barter Canada or michael.muzzin at itex.net. Uh, for email and 416-898-5604 for my cell phone. And and yeah, happy to discuss anything related to barter, barter topics. And on a side note, I saw a great video that's gone viral of a, uh, a kid who was chewing gum at a hockey game. So yeah. he was sort of standing in the front row during hockey warmups. And so one of the players wanted gum. So he traded a puck for a piece of gum over the glass. Oh my God, that's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, that's so amazing. It's, we shared it on our social media. It's pretty cool. Uh, just again, your social media, at iTextBarterCanada? Yes. At iTextBarterCanada. Okay, I just want to write that down. Because sometimes I cite you guys, you know? Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time for Business and Barter. Subscribe and tell a friend, won't you? See ya.